welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business, and on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. All right, welcome to the Group Home Riches podcast. On this episode, we have one of our newer members, Orlando, on the podcast. We've been kind of corresponding via email for a little bit. We've been helping him out, getting his first couple group homes rocking and rolling here. And he was able to accomplish something that we have a lot of members struggle with, and that is kind of negotiating and working with landlords. So he has his first couple properties set up now. And the main strategy that he was using to acquire, you know, the properties to operate out of is just through leasing the properties. And he was able to accomplish it very quickly. So I wanted to have him on and kind of get some details. Maybe we could get some pointers for him to help you guys out with. So Orlando, thank you for coming on and welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts about what we were talking about with the landlords and stuff, why don't you tell me and, and our members just a little bit more about yourself? You know, what's your background and what brought you to us in the first place? You know, what made you want to hop on Google and look up how to start a group home? Sure. Yeah. So my, my background, I'm, I'm a cybersecurity consultant. Uh, that's my, my day job. I work for a startup. They're based in Baltimore, Maryland, but I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, but I'm also a real estate investor. been doing investing for the last year. Got five properties between Minnesota and Ohio. And then also I'm um, doing some IT consulting work on the side for a local nonprofit that I'm working with them. But then over the last couple of weeks here, about three weeks total, I uh, started researching uh, about group homes and also um, personal care assistance and um, assisted living. My mom, she got me into, she, she put this in my, my head. She has four group homes in Anchorage, Alaska, where I grew up. And I've been in Minnesota between here and Chicago over the last 22 years or so. But just researching group homes and, and different things on, online, specifically on YouTube. And I came across Group Home Riches and I uh, binge watched a large series of your uh, old videos. And it just definitely, I caught on to your, your uh, process and on hearing the other um, successes that the other people are, have had with their group homes and how they're um, identifying people and also the properties. It was very intriguing. So bought your program here two weeks ago now and, and God's blessed me with a couple of houses, four houses total by late July, mid-July and got my first um, tenant moving in tomorrow. So excited. Congrats, man. So <laughs> I just kind of want to rewind and, and highlight a few things. So just a couple of weeks ago, Orlando was binge watching. Probably our, you probably heard a lot of these podcasts on YouTube. And yeah. uh, three weeks later, he's recording his podcast. So kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you. Not, Thank God not, every day for this. <laughs> not many yeah. businesses you can do that with, right? Exactly. <laughs> so Thank you for the background. I want to get into something here. So just in, you know, the couple minutes and emails that we've talked to, you don't like to waste time, do you? No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of action more so than talking. So if I'm going to do something, put my mind to it, pray about it and, and execute. Beautiful. Yeah. So not even with the group homes, you know, just with the real estate investing, you said you've only been investing for about a year now, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, got, I actually... So I started, uh, similar to Group Home Riches, I joined a real estate investing group um, last May and was very active and, and within the group and also just taking um, the advice and the, the training that we had through the, the, um, the group, taking action daily. And that was the biggest thing, that and the mindset, have that correct mindset and, and knowing that you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to and actually have a course of action planned for. So yeah, I got my first property um, in November of last year, and then I made the commitment to... Um, get it fixed up. It was a distressed property. Got it for about $35,000. So put in 55,000 into that one. And I lived in the property with my contractors while we were fixing it up. Oh, wow. So we got it fixed up. It was a full gut. Got it fixed up pretty quickly within two months, just under two months. And then I um, actually, I'm leasing that right now to a, a family on section eight. And that's my, myself, my focus and my business partner that we also invest in other properties on. And we're working strictly with section eight families right now. So yeah. Very cool. Almost, you know, not necessarily similar to our model, but there's some likeness there, 
you know, you're helping people out who are in need, you know, that a lot of, a lot of landlords that I know kind of veer away from those demographics. They hear uh-huh. section eight and they like kind of get scared away, but all the people that I worked with in property management, they were great. You know, they kept great care of the properties. It was a, a guaranteed check from the government for the most. Exactly. Part. That's what I like the most. Yeah. yeah. I've had really good experiences working with section eight folks, but you, you mentioned a key thing just the mindset. It's very, you know, I I was a real estate investor, still kind of dabble a little bit. And I'd noticed there's two types of people. There's, you know, a lot of people that just go to the meetup groups and they spend a year or two or multiple years, just networking, educating, getting business cards, you know, building websites, (laughs) systems and, it'd be like a year. Hey man, how many deals have you done? Oh, you know, still, still doing this, this, and this, and I haven't done any deals. Uh (laughs) Whereas on the flip side of things, there's folks like Orlando in that first year, wasting no time, just figuring stuff out as you go along, taking action. And that's where you will see success in my opinion. So was that something that you've kind of always had? Like, you know, obviously you have a very positive mindset don't get stuck in analysis paralysis or anything mm-hmm. like that. Is that something that you've always had or was that something that you've had to learn to do? I'd say 50-50. So I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska with my, my family and my, my mom and my dad. They're, our families actually from the south and west side of Chicago. But then my granddad, and my, my dad's dad, my granddad, he was a businessman. So I think I got my entrepreneurial spirit from him. I didn't really do anything for a while, but this the last year, COVID definitely put a fire into my butt to, to definitely try to look for multiple streams of income versus just one, one income, you know, then just um, looking online, researching kind of what I wanted to do. And again, just going back to, I said previously, just praying about whatever I'm looking or trying to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And were there any, uh, I know we talked about podcast, right? That's a great uh-huh. way to learn. And I think through, just through, you know, listening to successful people, like not just in group homes, but in real estate or really anything else you're trying to learn business-wise, just kind of pick up kind of how people think. Exactly. That's kind of how I taught myself real estate investing, to be honest. I just like Mm -hmm. brainwashed myself through podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Also like positive mindset books and things like that. Yeah. That's funny you say that though, the brainwash or or just getting that system, you know? So last year after, um, around my, my, I turned 40 last year. Um, and around that time I had listened to the richest man in Babylon on uh, audiobook on YouTube. Uh-huh. And that definitely helped me with my, my mindset shift. In addition to other affirmation podcasts, I was listening to a lot of Dave, David Goggins as well. And then bigger pockets and other real estate investors and other things. But yeah, just being in that daily listening keeps you in that same mindset and also just continuously um helping you stay focused on what you what you're trying to do you know so yeah 100% yeah so if there's anybody out there you know listening to this and you know you have the passion you have the desire to start a group home or even like another endeavor in business and you have you know you just have that feeling like oh it's not going to work for me or that's too hard or you know you come up with like excuses i would tell you don't even get the gold course. Don't sign up for our stuff. Go, like I said, you know, this is something I personally had to do. Like I had to kind of brainwash myself to change my yeah. mindset. I would do that first before anybody spends any money on like consulting, marketing material, supplies or anything. Because if you have a negative mindset and you kind of force yourself to get into it, it's just not going to work. You know, subconsciously, mm-hmm. that stuff's going to hold you back. Yeah, I agree you know, 100%. <laughs> my game changer was think and grow rich mm, yeah that was, that, that, that was yeah. a big that was like the one that like just shifted me but yeah you guys check you know there's books like that rich dad poor dad is a really popular one that was the one that was kind of the game changer for andy okay um, but yeah i noticed just by studying successful people it seems like there's always like that one kind of game changer for a lot of people and yeah if, you know go listen to david goggins 
that'll be that'll give you guys a boost for sure. There's no way to listen to that guy and not walk away like feeling motivated. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you feel invincible. You can do anything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not suitable for work though. So uh, exactly. yeah, to him yeah, with yeah. headphones on. <laughs> headphones, yeah. <laughs> if you're sensitive. You know, maybe start out with Think and Grow Rich and ease your way into uh, daily mm. comments. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> so with that mindset, I kind of wanted to highlight that. I just kind of assumed you were like that because most people that we talk to are not like rocking and rolling after two or three weeks okay. from signing up. So I assumed it was that. I think through email, I guess that you were a real estate investor also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know those are some kind of key traits that I noticed with a lot of our successful folks. So okay. let's kind of get into uh, logistics here then. So you have mm-hmm. your first tenant moving in tomorrow. tomorrow uh, yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what did you do for marketing to find that? First tenant? So yeah, my marketing right now doing two things. Well, I'm, I'm doing two different phases. So I'm trying to work with the agencies, local counties or housing support divisions, they have relationships with people that are experiencing homelessness or that are on the brink of homelessness or, or, or that group that's living in hotels and they're getting subsidies from the county or the government for them to have a safe and clean living space. But then also on the flip side, I'm, I'm also marketing to the public and I'm doing that primarily on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So two places I have under contract right now and now the other two here very soon has been strictly on, on Facebook, posting it for room for rent putting in some pictures, putting in descriptions of the amenities that are included in the rent as well. And for the first place, I just closed it down because I, I got a, an influx of, of emails. Is it available? Is it available? Hey, this is my situation. So I closed that one down. But then for the second one where the tenant's going to move in tomorrow, again, that was on Facebook and she had reached out to me a week ago and just communicated, let me know her situation. She was interested. So last Friday, her and her boyfriend came to look at it, and it's going to be her living in the property. She's a single mom, teen mom, so she needs a place here in the, the, the Twin Cities here to start living with her, her child. So this house now, since there's going to be just her and her, her son here first, I'm going to just have this one as a, as a women's only house. So there's other moms that have reached out to me, and now just kind of figuring out if they want to live in the property or the shared living environment versus the whole house for themselves. Beautiful. And that's one of those that, you know, there's a multiple demographics as you're probably finding out, right? Oh yeah. That, it's, it's that is, that's one of them, yeah. you know, single moms, women, we're the same way. You know, if we, we don't like to mix genders, you know, there's no laws against that. It's just, we find it easier to manage that way. And, you know, you obviously want to minimize like situations that could happen so yeah no 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 risk there yeah <laughs> so beautiful and that's why we're here you know if it weren't for you where would she be probably just shuffling in and out of the shelters and hotels mm-hmm. and things like that right exactly yeah and that and, was definitely something that i wasn't so when in the podcast it was definitely more what i've been listening to it's on the 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 homeless or people that are in shelters or the va or the disabled but now just when i posted and seen the different demographics that are interested. The, a lot of contractors also coming from Texas and other parts of the United States that are coming to Minnesota to do construction, roofing and siding. There's a big group of those people that are, are looking for housing as well as um, I've had a couple ex-cons as well reach out to me too. So, so yeah, different. Yeah. Really at, at the end of the day, like the product that we offer, you know, business-wise is just affordable, cooperative living. Uh-huh. And there's a number of different demographics that you can market to and, and work with. The yeah. reason why we kind of, you know, we call it like group homes and through our marketing, really, we're, we're just looking for like nonprofits and those demographics where we could get set up to get a guaranteed check. Gotcha. To yeah. The government, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, you could offer this really to anybody. You could do college housing, you know, like you said, contractors, it's a pretty simple idea. You know, it's going to be more affordable for your tenants and yeah. you're going to bring in more money than you would as, as your typical landlord. Oh, so, definitely. So you're rocking and rolling with the marketing. You have your first home. Obviously you have the first home and then you have three others kind of lined up like under contract. Yeah. So I have two under lease. So the one, the first one I actually got under lease, I went and saw it the same day applied the leasing company talked with the owner. She was okay with it. 
So I got locked that one up really quickly, but I can't move in there until June 15th. Uh-huh. So then that same week I found that one looking at apartments.com. So I've been looking on apartments.com, Zillow, and Craigslist every morning, looking to see what's available, reaching cool. out to the owners or leasing companies. So then this one came in, saw it, got the appointment and worked with the um, leasing company. He wanted a description or a summary of, of, of my business and what the purpose is or what the intent is. So shared that with him. He shared it with the owner who's, who actually lived in Alaska, which is funny because that's where I grew up and got back to me within a couple of days. And he's like, yeah, the owner is, he likes what you're doing and, and he's okay with you doing the group home. It's like, perfect. So I've been this week and I've been cleaning the last three days, cleaning the house out and getting ready for the, the first tenant to move into. Very cool. So yeah. I know you've, you said you're in the private Facebook group for gold course members. And the reason I wanted to have you on, and as you can see in that group, we have a lot of new members. They're just, they kind of struggle, you know, working with landlords or finding yeah. a landlord willing to lease to them. Mm-hmm. So how did those talks go when you, you said he asked for a description? So what, what was that conversation like to kind of get him willing to work with you? Oh yeah. So I, um, I let him know. Well, I think the one thing also is letting the homeowners or the leasing companies know that I'm an investor. I think that kind of puts them at ease a little bit too. But talking and letting them know, yeah, I have X amount of properties. I'm still looking to buy more, but now I'm trying to transition. So my, my business partner and I, we just closed on a three-bedroom, one-bath house um, as an investment property over in St. Paul this past Friday. Mm-hmm. So we started marketing that property specifically on Facebook Marketplace late April. And we got over 1,900 hits on that house. So that actually opened my eyes to the group home or actually the, uh, the, the need for affordable housing. So that, in addition to my mom speaking with me, we're talking about group homes and then researching online, finding group home riches is what spearheaded everything. So I told that story to all the leasing managers that I've been talking with or the homeowners, and they see that there is a need because there's a lot of talk about it here locally. So I let them know that I'm doing a very personable guy and they can see that and they just have a certain level of trust that they, that rapport I build right off the bat. And I think that also helps, but then just letting them know that I'm doing this to help homeless, I'm doing this to help low income, doing this to help people that are in need of housing and just articulating that that's what's winning them over, I believe. In addition to, I can always go back to to God blessing me with favor, but yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So you said you had 1900 hits. Yeah. on just that one house. It was, was that, were you advertising that as the, like affordable housing or was that? Yeah, that was for us because we have my, my business partner. We only focus with section eight families. We both came from humble beginnings. So now we're in a position to be able to help other families. We live in the houses, the bad landlord is not responding to the things that need to be fixed and all those things. So we're in a place where we can help families get into the houses that are fixed up, nice, good communities for their families to live in and have a good experience. But yeah, so we marketed that one for Section 8 only. And then all those people, inquiries and um, responses to that, it was all Section 8 families. So yeah. Wow. So just to to give you folks an idea of, you know, the demand that's out there, 1,900 hits. (laughs) How was the Facebook advertising going for for the group homes? It's going well. Hits through that. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. So for the first house that I closed on, it it was the first. Well, the house looks really nice. It's a blue, really nice blue, four years old. So the owner, she built the house in North Minneapolis there. Not the most desirable neighborhood, but it's a newer house. It's huge, four bedrooms, two and a half baths with space for additional living if we wanted to frame it up and make another bedroom. But yeah, it's been been successful. Got over 5,000 hits for that first house. So I had to close that that um, Facebook post down because it was just overwhelming. And then here for the second one, it got a nice, nice group of um, hits too. So yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is free marketing. <laughs> Guys, 5,000 inquiries, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll get back to, you know, talking with the landlords, but you're throwing these numbers out. I can't just gloss over them. <laughs> so, and here's kind of why, you know, this is what I kind of paint the picture for, uh, like, our coaching clients. And you're you're in the real estate industry. You know, you probably know a ton of investors, like, in, mm-hmm. in your area, right? Yeah, um, I do. Besides you and your business partner, you know, how many other landlords are looking to house and work with these demographics? Yeah, none. I opening thing is that they hear about it like, oh, yeah, I know somebody that's done that in the past. 
But right now, no other investors are doing this. And I, I one of the uh, property managers that was going to cut the grass at the house I'm at now on Saturday, I met with him and I was telling him what I'm doing. He's like, oh, that's pretty neat. I didn't know there was, you can do that. So it's like, yeah, this is a good opportunity to uh, help people, but then also make a good profit off of uh, a per room rent versus renting a whole home for a lower profit margin, you know? So yeah. yeah. Once you learn just the basic, like just the basic kind of the advantages, it's kind of crazy that there's not more that are open to it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing here in central Texas. You know, I was wholesaling for a couple years. So, okay. Yeah. you know, I know thousands of investors, right. They're all on my, you know, my mailing list. Right. Uh-huh. And Andy was the first person I ever met that even like, I never even heard of it before. Mm. So he's the only landlord that I know that does this. And yeah, same thing. You know, he can't even get enough properties to fill the demand. Oh, you know? definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, for folks out there that may be on the fence, curious about it, wondering if it's feasible. There we go. You know, the 5,000 hits with only one person <laughs> trying to meet that demand. You know, there's yeah. huge demand for affordable housing. I don't need to convince anybody of that. You can just look outside. So let's kind of rewind back to that first like uh, landlord that you, were, mm-hmm. that you were speaking with. So you told him, one, you came into it confident, right? I like, did, yeah, exactly. And that's going to be a huge thing, guys, is like if you're shaky about yourself or your business or your confidence on following through, again, this is why I recommend don't even get our stuff. Go work on your mindset for a while. Yep. That's going to be communicated right off the bat. They can hear it in your voice the first time you speak to them, right? Mm-hmm. And did they have any like objections and or questions for you on, on the business model? Yeah, they had questions like, so you're going to be doing what? So I was like, I'm going to be looking for work. Well, I, I also always say I'm working with the local county agencies, housing support departments to identify their clients and partner with them to receive referrals from, from the counties to have those clients living in the homes and those clients receive housing subsidies, which is going to help them have them reassure that the rent will get paid from me through them. So, yeah. So that's just a great professional way of saying that you're going to be getting guaranteed payments. Bingo. (laughs) So you're an investor. So you already know, (laughs) you already know like the key points to that. They're going to ask, right? Uh Yeah. So, this is usually the first thing I try to, uh, you know, if, if I'm talking to landlords or working with a coaching client, just put yourself in an investor's shoes. You know, you're working with Section 8, so you're already kind of getting subsidies, but mm-hmm. you know other landlords, right? What's the number one cause of eviction and gray yeah, hairs? What's yeah. the number one cause of eviction and gray hairs for landlords? Yeah. I pay the rent, yeah, on time. Exactly. So, yeah. what do you think a landlord or a property manager is hearing in their head when you, if you approach them and say, "Hey, I, I want to house," you know, people who are homeless. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, "Where's the money going to come from?" Yeah, that's all they hear. That sounds great, <laughs> yeah. like on the surface. But a, a landlord, if they're not, they might not outright say it. But uh-huh. all they hear is, "Oh, great," you know, people that can't pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> so. Orlando, he's handling that objection in that little pitch that he said. He handles that off the bat. Hey, we're not going to be chasing the tenants down for payments. They're going to be coming from government subsidies. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge thing. So that was the first question they had, right? Yeah. That's usually the first question. And then the other one is like, who's going to manage the property? So I was like, uh oh, my property management company is going to manage the properties. I'll have a housing manager that's floating around making sure that the uh, properties have their supplies stocked, that the tenants are either actively working or pursuing work, so they're not occupying the property all day, but also um, maintaining the, the lawns and stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Again, they're one. Like, look, landlords, all they want to do is get paid and, you know, they want it to be passive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's talking about the first couple objections. And are you, uh, do you wait for them to kind of ask you about this stuff or do you kind of say it in your introduction? Depending on the, I'm always, I'm, I used to be a police officer, so I, I read body language a lot. So depending on how perceptive they are to that first response, I'll either go ahead and follow up with more information or I'll wait for them to interject with some more questions or, or just some commentary based off what I shared and then go from there. Beautiful. 
and you're doing your initial, you're just reaching out to people through Craigslist and uh, apartments.com? Yeah, apartments.com, Craigslist, and Zillow. The other thing, though, is just to be a little bit more credible is when I am doing the communication via email, I'm including my business website too, which has information about group homes and the demographics I'm looking for, then also what's being included in the rent and those types of things too. So they see that it's legit, not just somebody saying that they are doing this, but just as another level of um, professionalism. 100%. And I hate to plug, but I have to, <laughs> you know, we, we, <laughs> Andy's been doing the business for almost 20 years now. You guys can get the same exact website that he uses. They get about 10 to 15 leads per day from that website. That's nice. Very simple design. We've automated the whole process for you guys. So it's really easy to do. Did you use ours or did you, you kind of did your own? No, I, I had an existing site for my, my real estate um, investing. So I just uh-huh. added another page to that. Cool. Yeah. And so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Did you do the, I think you, you said you work, sounded like kind of a tech kind of position. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in IT or yeah, consulting, cybersecurity consulting. Yeah. So you had some familiarity with like website design and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was second nature to me. It wasn't I think it took me probably two hours to do. Okay. The, the biggest thing was finding pictures actually to put on online. <laughs> so this is another really big concept and kind of a like a misconception and kind of mistake that not just group homeowners do, but just business owners in general. And I honestly, uh-huh. I'm guilty of this. I did this with uh, with my real estate business. I didn't have a website, you know, awful business sin, right? <laughs> mm, yeah. So Orlando didn't wait till he had his group homes, you know, up and running and a ton of pictures and testimonials. He didn't wait till he had like a big existing business to get that website because he knows, as you all should, just put your in your own shoes, Orlando, what's the first thing you do before using a new product or new service? I'm going to do some research on it. And where research are you going to do that? Online. Yep. <laughs> Somebody say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or actually, I, I actually, when I think about doing something, now I go to YouTube University, seriously, because there's a lot of good content that legitimate people are, or I would say more, more along the lines of expert or very experienced people are sharing what they know, their knowledge with the world to, um, learn from them and, and leverage what they're, they're sharing. So. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You can learn anything, but have you ever been looking for a local like business or service and found a company that didn't have a website? Oh yeah. All the time. What did you think about them? Oh, I was thinking, well, for one, this is 2021. Why don't you have a website? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my first thing. And then if exactly. I don't see a website, I'm trying to find them on social media. There's no social media or website. Then that's, I don't waste my much, too much time on that, that a company. So yeah. Yep. And all you uh, group home entrepreneurs out there listening, you know, you're probably the same way. So you do not want to give that impression to these organizations and people that you're marketing to. So awesome, you know, very key point that Orlando brought up. And also you've touched on it. You want to give like a good first impression, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You introduce yourself as a real estate investor. You already have your website. You're using professional language when Mm -hmm. you're talking to them you know you're not just calling cold calling and say hey i wanted to know if i can run a group home out of your property exactly yeah you're gonna get hung up on (laughs) so the first one that you leased was that through were you dealing directly with the owner or through like a property management company yeah it was through winners well well i found on zillow but then after i started digging in more to start actually schedule a showing then it took me to the uh, Renters Warehouse website. So then I didn't want to waste time trying to put off, fill out the questionnaire. So I just directly called the, the agent that was listed on the property. So I talked with him, let him know what I was doing. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, this sounds, I'll let me talk to the owner, but I think that this would be okay. So then he's like, go ahead and fill out the information and then we'll set up a time to meet. So then I met him, looked at the property. I was like, yeah, I really want this. So then he talked with the owner within that time frame before we met. And he was like, she was okay with it. So after we left the house, I sat in my truck with my computer and filled out the application and paid for the, the fee. So mm-hmm. I knew that nobody else that came in would hopefully try and jump me and get it. So yeah, I was very proactive with that one. So. Cool. And were there any, like, what were the negotiations like, if any? You know, oh, there wasn't any. I just let them know what I'm doing, uh, where I'm coming from with this and who I'm trying to help. Let them know that I make a good salary. So if we need to 
personally guarantee the, the property under my name, then have my business on it as well. We can do that. No issues at all. So you didn't have to give any concessions. You didn't have to pay above market rent or no, offer percentage no, of profit no. or anything like that. Not at all. No extra fees or anything. But for my second property, the uh, owner, he did want a higher security deposit. I'm leasing the property for 1950s, four bed, two bath, about 2,000 square feet, rent it for um, 1950 from him. But for the security bus, he wanted $2,500. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. So we're doing that. But other than that, no additional fees from any of the landlords I'm working with. Okay. So with the guy that asked for the higher deposit, was it similar process, like smooth? Oh, yeah, very smooth. And that was the one that wanted the description in, by email. So I talked to the leasing agent, and then he's like, yeah, give me a summary, a description of what you're doing. I'll share that with the owner. Typed it up with the forum, shared it with them. Then he was cool with it too. Okay. So he didn't have any questions or objections? Uh-uh. No, none at all. I guess the one thing is, so this house has been vacant for over a year and I'm starting to learn more about the homeowner. I guess he's, he's kind of a cheapskate. So he hasn't got anything updated. So now I'm working with the leasing company. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to buy a new fridge. I want to have this removed from my, um, or deducted from my next month's rent. And then some other things. So he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll work it out, but you're okay. But now my, my mindset, again, is going back to investing. I want to buy this house from that a homeowner, like do a contract for deed within the next year too. get it off from under him. And then I'll put some more money into the property, get it painted, restand the floors and do some other things and increase that value. Yeah. So you, it sounds like you stumbled on a possible, you know, non-owner occupied distressed yeah. kind of property. <laughs> so that's actually my, that's my strategy for all the houses right now that I got. So I'm going to eventually buy them all, which is going to take some time. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, let's talk about that. Like mm-hmm. some, some technical stuff. Are you only reaching out to properties that have been kind of on the market for a while? No, no. There's whatever I'm seeing listed on um, for, for homes for sale. So I'm looking for four bedrooms or more. So I can know I can try and maximize that value of getting um, um, either four people or eight people, depending on the size of the bedrooms in the property, but nothing, I'm, I'm not looking at any, anything that's been on the market for a while, but just whatever's available for lease. So you got four properties working with four different landlords about how many of them do you think you had to like reach out with to get, you know, those landlords willing to work with you for actually buying from them? Yeah. So are you doing like, you know, 10 emails per day or, or. Oh no, no, this was just, um, Oh no, very, no, I'm not wasting too much. I'm not going to say I'm wasting. I'm not not devoting a lot of time to that. The, I guess I'll say the acquisition for the, the group homes. I'd say, Three emails, the intro email, they reply back, acknowledge my message, want to learn more. And then my whole description, oh, I'd say about five, actually. So initial email, acknowledgement, more information, they approve. And then I say, thank you. And we're going to move forward with XYZ for the paperwork. Cool. Are you contacting a lot, like a lot of other landlords through those? Yeah, I I did. um, I'd say about two weeks ago. And so after I started that, I binged um, the Group Home Rich's YouTube uh, videos. Then I was, I hit the ground running, listening. And then actually when I was working throughout the day, I was listening to your podcast while I was working too. But early in the morning, that's my strategy to get up early, look at the Zillow partners.com and then Craigslist, reach out to the homeowners by email or whatever available in Craigslist. If it's an email or a phone number, I'd rather call versus text so I can speak to them directly. But then, yeah, I, I was definitely heavy into it that first, for sure that first week. But now kind of things have died down just because I got properties and I don't want to be too, not going to say underwater, but overwhelmed with the homes and also having people to fill the homes. Right. And this is kind of, you know, there's no like, there's no set rule for this. It kind of depends on your situation and also your risk tolerance. Uh-huh. So most of the folks that we work with are kind of, a lot of them are kind of on a tight budget. They might not have like reserves in their account to, you know, cover the costs. Even if they do, you know, we typically, we recommend people to start marketing and kind of find those sources for referrals mm-hmm. or reaching out to landlords to, you know, get the property. One, it's going to help with your negotiation, right? Definitely. Yeah. Tell them, hey, I'm working with this, you know, so-and-so nonprofit and, you know, this is their budget. This is how many people they're working with. Gives you some kind of credibility, but yeah. also it's just, you know, a boost of confidence, right? If you know... Mm-hmm. You're working with a nonprofit and they tell you, you know, they have hundreds of people needing housing right now. 
I think you're going to be more confident, like going to get that new house and taking on a new payment. So oh, definitely. Yeah. Did you use that strategy? Yes and no. So like for my strategy, I was working with the county agencies. So it turns out that one of my, my pastors from my church, so I'm, a, I'm one of the leaders of my church, our director of finance, chairman of the board. So I had sent a note to just our leadership team saying, hey, I'm starting to do this. Um, if you know of anyone that's experiencing or needs housing support, definitely refer them to me. So one of the pastors, she works for the state of Minnesota, um, and she has some great relationships. So she referred me to another woman from church. I didn't know that what she was doing for work, but she works for um, the county's housing support department, which is a coincidence. So we connected, um, and she actually has been working with um, women that are victims of sex trafficking and uh, domestic violence and drug addiction. So there's another pipeline that we're going to partner, actually, for one of my houses here to be able to have women in the house and around the class revision, and then they're receiving those funds to help them live in the property, too. But yeah, no issue there with the funding. I, I did have a little bit of money, and I, I only actually took out some money in my pocket for my first property for the down payment. Other than that, I um, got a business credit card for one of the local credit unions here. So now I'm leveraging my business credit versus my own funds to get my properties under lease with the security deposit or first month's rent, and then recouping that once the uh, tenants move in. And then for the, so trying to do the acquisition of the property, getting the lease, but then also for the furniture, I had connected with a woman on LinkedIn for, with a local nonprofit I was referred to. And she connected me with another gentleman within the organization, the logistics manager, let them know what I'm doing. And this local nonprofit, they provide furniture, the whole house furniture, beds, dressers, couches, tables, um, appliances, et cetera, lamps, everything to people in need. So now that, that I'm, I'm one of their agencies with uh, in the, their organization, so I can go there and uh, receive furniture for my houses. So my buddy and I were out there this past Friday and we got uh, four beds, two couches, a futon, some dressers. So now I can get some slightly used furniture that people are donating or from corporations to this place. Yeah. And they're, they're furnishing it for you with no exactly, yeah, pretty much. your pocket. Yep. Yeah. I went to Target this weekend and got some dishes and bowls and some other things, some mattress covers and those kind of things. But otherwise, all the big stuff is, is complimentary for my business. Beautiful. So yeah. blessing. Yeah. You've heard it in our content. <laughs> it sounds too good to be true if you just see it in a headline sometimes. But yep. folks, you can literally, you could get these businesses started within 30, you know, we say 30 to 90 days because not, not everyone's going to be working as quick as Orlando. He was able to do it in just a couple weeks. You don't need a big government grant. You don't need to go through a lengthy licensing process. And you don't need a ton of funds. You could do it by leasing the properties, which is exactly how Orlando started. Or they're willing to work with you, Orlando, just based off of that pitch. If you didn't have the funds, do you think they would be willing to partner with you and kind of split the profit with no money down? Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree that. that and yeah, just again, just having that assurance that I'd be paying it personally if it didn't come through from the tenants not being able to do it. But yeah. They didn't yeah. get their money back for sure. I think it, it's an extra step of negotiation, but the process yeah. is going to be pretty much the same. You know, you need to kind of sell the landlords on really yourself uh -huh. in the business model. And if you can do that and get a landlord to work with you and lease the property, it, it's an extra step, but you could probably, you know, work out a partnership. And that's what we teach our folks who are literally coming to us. Look, I got, I got no money down, but I really want to get into it. That's the process. Very cool. So we got four properties looking at opening in the next, what is it, like in Jul by July, right? Yeah, they have them all fully furnished. Yeah. So I pray daily, every morning. I write affirmations down. And I, I was like, before the, the call started, I was telling you that uh, that group of contracts in Ecuador, they need a house for 18 people. So I'm now trying to figure out how, how does that work for me now? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you were, you were saying that like an agency was going to just like, sublet the property from you did that work out yes that's right so yeah so another agency yeah so we were out i looked at two houses last wednesday with her she liked this house that i'm going to be starting leasing tomorrow but she didn't like my price so i didn't want to go down to my price so I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep in touch with her for any other houses i get but she liked one more than the other because the rooms were bigger and this is for another group home but she's working with the uh, local county for assisted living specifically 
So she doesn't have any clients under her belt. That's well, another reason why she didn't. She has funds, but didn't want to under under her belt with not having too much cash. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Yeah, it's right now. It's not in our budget because we don't have any clients. But let's just stay in touch for other properties." Yeah. So he's so he's I'll, out I'll there. The he's yeah. out there finding the where the opportunities and the demand is by doing that. You know, just through right. the networking and marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the opportunities Orlando's found within just three weeks he's got four properties lined up <laughs> how many like solid sources for uh referrals would you say you have right now i'd say like seven both the counties and also other people so right. one other thing is, is through this like like i was saying earlier identifying multiple demographics that i didn't even realize needed there was a need for to house and one of the guys he's looking for a, a house for his mom and um, other family to move to minnesota but they want to be on the east side not where my properties are right now but he's a contractor too. So now I'm thinking for my investor's mindset, I can leverage him for any of the properties that need to have fixed up too. So yeah. multiple networking opportunities. There. So yeah. yeah. Finding <laughs> a ton of contractors within yeah, it. Definitely. Uh, yep. Found a source yep. for free furniture. Uh-huh. Guys, this was all in the first couple of weeks. <laughs> so he's a, a walking testament to what you can do with the positive mindset oh, and yeah. with faith and with the works. Also, so beautiful to see. So, you know, the kind of the key topic of this one is, you know, working with landlords, you kind of hit some of the key points. It's, you know, you want to be professional. You want to want to be able to say that pitch confidently, right? Uh You know, you mentioned that you're working with places that are going to subsidize the payments. You weren't making that up. You know, you had like seven places that you could call, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. it's, It's all truth. Yeah. Why don't we give the folks out there a little bit of value, like just kind of like your intro pitch. Like uh, you say you're reaching out via email on that Uh first one, right? Yep. What do you touch on on that first email that you send to these folks? Can I read an email word for word? That would be, that would be amazing. Okay. Let me go here one second. Yeah. We have, we have like a really simple script that you can use in our beginner's guide of the course. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing Orlando with, his sales experience, negotiation experience. I'm guessing he probably came up with his own pitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wanted to hear it. So here's one. So this is one to um, director for um, housing support with, um, or no, it's the Section 8 St. Paul Housing Authority. So his name is Dominic. Hi, Dominic. My name is Orlando Bryant. I received your contact information from my friend Zachary. I'm writing to see if you're able to point me in the right direction to connect with someone to learn how my group home business, Borealis Group Homes, can be added to your guide as a Twin Cities affordable living provider. Borealis Group Homes provides all-inclusive living arrangements that include television, telephones, linens, washer, dryer, food, and other services in an all-bills-paid environment. We accept a wide range of tenants, in parentheses, ex-offenders, parolees, mental health, adults or youth as well, homeless in need of transition, sober living, and more. Um, we have multiple properties for both men and women. We're securing multiple properties that will be located on bus lines in various communities in the Twin Cities. Rent ranges start at $650 per month, and we accept SSI, SSDI, and other vouchers. Please call me at my phone number, uh, and please let us know how we can go about having our organization and information submitted into the St. Paul Housing Authority Guide and Directory. Thanks, Orlando. So I did leverage some information from um, one of the templates you guys have. Yeah, beautiful. And that that's what it's about, guys. Just doing that on a big, you know, the bigger scale you do that, the more tenants you're going to have, the more opportunities you'll have, the more need for the properties that you'll have. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Orlando, we've kind of painted the picture of like the demand and the lack of supply out there. So mm-hmm. I, I think I know the answer, but you know, what, what would you say the responses are like when you are out there networking with these organizations? Are they happy to hear from you? They want, they can't wait to have a, a meeting with me. So they're like, oh, thank you so much for reaching out. That's the biggest thing is there's always thank you so much for reaching out. And then let's set up a time to communicate or, or, or in person or discuss this more. Yeah. So guys, they, they need it. They need people that want to provide the service to their clients. And kind of how, what we mentioned they're not getting a ton of inbound calls from landlords exactly. wanting to work with them. Orlando's yep. probably the one person like that this year that's reached out to him. <laughs> so, and the need, you know, the demand for it 
is huge. So you oh, know, yeah. we call it, you know, technically you're doing sales and marketing, right? But a little bit easier than when you're, you know, marketing to find distressed sellers, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's definitely, I, I will say, I think talking with other or not other, but just homeowners and having to get talk with them, build that rapport, that people that may want to sell their house to me, that definitely has helped with my confidence. But yeah, it's just all about practicing whatever you want to do, then applying that. So yeah. Yeah. I think real estate investing, finding deals, that'll give you like a quick kind of master's degree in business. And it'll also help any other sales job that you have, negotiation uh-huh. or, you know, marketing like this. It's going to be a walk in the park, at least, uh, like, you know, if you're marketing to like pre foreclosures and things like that, it was not uncommon for me to get death threats. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, yeah those are emotional group right there. Yeah. Slammed in my face, you know, sure. threatened to have the cops <laughs> called on me. So <laughs> it's completely different. So I'm, I'm just trying to kind of paint the picture for the folks who are out there kind of, you know, some people get nervous about talking with the nonprofits and the organizations. Mm-hmm. They think they need to know all the answers already. Yeah. They, they need to be experts. It's yeah. not like that, guys. You know, these folks are looking for people like you. They need people like you. They're open to talking to you. And overall, the response, at least the feedback that we get and the feedback through our members across the country, the overwhelming response is that when you're talking to the right people, you're making their day. Oh, of course. Yeah. And you mentioned it, you know, I think either you or like one of the programs you're working with, they look at it as a partnership. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, actually, I, I try and. Because so I, I, um, I, I wear a couple of different hats. So I, I'm a, the president for a National Association of Black Accountants Twin Cities chapter. And we have a lot of corporate partners and we do partnerships with our, our, the different organizations for identifying black professionals in the accounting, finance and consulting career fields for their positions internally. And we do other things with them as well, with our students and also our, our adult members as well. But yeah, so that partnership is what I'm always trying to do more so than trying to do everything on my own or say, I'll do this, let's do this together. And there's, they, they definitely see that benefit of working with us and not just with NABA, but then also now with group homes and how we can help each other out. That's a great mind frame to have when you're really in, in all kind of, you know, marketing slash sales, yeah. I think is not like you'll notice Orlando isn't like selling them on how great his home is, Right. He's almost like, you know, looking, like he said, to be a partner. Hey, how can my business help you? You know, what are your needs? That's a really good mind frame to have when you guys are starting to network and market your group home business. So Orlando, thank you for dropping a ton of gems out there. It's important call because there's a ton of people that are trying to, you know, business is step by step right? Yeah. You know, you're not yep. going to sign up and have an empire within the mm-hmm. first month. You'll see some of the podcasts. We talk to people who've been doing it for a couple years. They have their first couple homes stabilized. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to get somebody on like yourself, who's kind of in the trenches, <laughs> you know, yeah. Orlando's in his guys, his first couple of weeks. So he was really able to drop just a ton of gems and just like logistical stuff that you guys can learn from out there. I'm excited to see what you can do, man. Uh, you yeah, me too. <laughs> you have to come on for a part two so we can hear about how you got the the homes filled up and everything. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like that. Just, yeah, to see what was the actual time to completion and get them all filled up. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's exactly a pleasure. I enjoyed this. What's the future look like? What are kind of your future goals here in the next year or two? Well, let's, let's talk about a couple of goals there. So for investing, so going to continue to buy houses. So right now we're focusing more on Ohio versus Minnesota for our properties. Mm-hmm. So acquiring more properties, work more invest, silent investors to be able to scale up and do more deals. But then for group homes, I want to find, um, I was actually looking at schools, like schools that are closed down or apartment complexes that are also for sale. Look at LoopNet very often. So looking at those assets to see how I can partner with the this local com- cities they have um, grant programs to be able to acquire properties. Um, and that's all about low income or affordable housing. Then also want to do some developing too and get some, some of those tax benefits from the federal government for, for that in the near future. So yeah. 
those are some big goals. Yep. <laughs> Aiming high. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, man. And, and uh, oh, yeah. I think the people out there, they're going to learn a ton from this. Because like I said, you're kind of, you know, three weeks ago, you were in the position that most of the people that we talk to are in. So they're going to get a ton of gems from this. I know you're in the private Facebook group. If you want to, you know, drop like a website or contact info. Um, oh, yeah. On my website is Borealis Group llc.com and then borealisgroupllc.com forward slash about for my group homepage or just borealisgroupllc.com for the, the investing and then i'm on social media borealis group homes on facebook and um instagram so beautiful shoot those to me in an email we'll, we'll put the links in the description so it's nice okay, and easy for cool. folks yeah. and guys out there thinking about getting into this business as you see like we said, doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't take a lot of money. It's in huge demand. There's very little supply. These are all very good indicators for businesses. And at the same time, you know, think of the service that Orlando's offering to his community. He's taking a young woman off of the streets tomorrow, his first tenant. If it weren't for Orlando, she'd be getting shuffled in between the shelters hotels if she's lucky a lot of those folks and end up on the street unfortunately so check out the gold course we'll put a link in the description um, you probably heard us talk about the content in there as we mentioned we also we have website development which we talked about it's one of those keys right <laughs> and you know subscribe to the podcast drop a review if you found some value with this and stay tuned because i think we will have Another really cool story from Orlando here very soon with a part two. Yeah. And I guess one more thing I'd say is a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but some people are, are reluctant to uh, buy a service or a mentorship and all a mentorship does, or you, you do, do two things. You for sure have that locked in accountability partner because they're offering their service to work with you. But then also you're, you're getting introduced to a larger network of uh, more accountability partners, more people to encourage you, more people I bounce ideas off of. So if this is someone's first time getting into this type of business or any business that they want to focus on, if, if you have the, the means, invest in mentorship. And that's definitely going to help you be more successful and, and not have to experience so many um, headaches or bumps in the roads along the way. 100%. There's two ways you can learn through your own. That wasn't, that wasn't a plug for group homes. That's just for mentorships. But oh, 100%. Right yeah. We practice what we preach. You know, we, yeah. we invest thousands and thousands of dollars in, uh, you know, just like marketing mentors. Yeah. So we yeah. can get the word out and stuff like that. So 100%. You know, they say there's no shortcuts in business. I disagree. Mentorship finding a, you know, just a mentor, either local or uh -huh. you know, through online or something like that, paying somebody for their time, who's kind of where you're at and they're willing to teach you. That's a shortcut and the best one out there, in my opinion. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. And now you're going to get it back in tenfold or hundredfold if you fully commit to it, you know, do what they're, they're, they're training or teaching to do, be active in the group, share some insights, also be um, a, a provider, but also a giver. And it's going to be helpful for both you and the group that you're a part of. So, yeah. 100%. Well, Orlando, thank you so much for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. Look forward to see what, what you can do. It's only been a couple of weeks. I can't wait to see what happens after a couple months. Yeah, me, me neither. I'm, I'm excited. All right. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You're welcome. Take care.